What if you could build a business in the modern world as big or as small as you want without having to compromise the things that were the most important to you in the very beginning? This is the Wealthy Consultant Talks podcast with Taylor Welch and Mike Walker, as they share with you today their learning lessons from stories in their experiences over the past 10 to 15 years and share with you right here, right now. Let's get into it. All right, all right. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of TWC Talks, the Wealthy Consultant Talks podcast. I'm excited to be here with you today, and I have a special guest, Miss Allie Larkin. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Oh, How are you? Excellent, excellent. I'm excited to have you here. I know, um, you know, I've we've uh, only just recently met, um, but we've been in chat for a while now. We've had some emails going back. I think since like February, I think it was. So. We've had the benefit of that, but I'm, I am very, very curious, um, to dive into your world, into your mind. And I know you have, um, a background and a life experiences that are, um, can be really valuable to our guests today. So I'm excited to have you on and dive in. Uh, but before we do, let's, um, give a little, give a little intro, give us uh, a quick snapshot up to your background. You know, who are you? Where are you from? What do you focus on? We'd love to know more about you. Thank you. Uh, it's awesome to be here. So my name is Ali. I'm uh, a life coach. I co- I've been coaching for the past three years. Um, I'm from a very small town on the west coast of Scotland, but I currently live in London, and where all you guys were over here a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we were just over there. I didn't realize you were there. We should have met up. Gosh. All right. Well, we'll do it again. We're, you know, we, we loved you know, it. You need to ask Karen about why I didn't meet you guys ask him about it and he'll tell you a funny story um so yeah i've been coaching for three years i mostly i coach women i used to coach both men and women but now i predominantly focus on women and it's the coaching that i do is based on using energetics and business and using their feminine energy to attract the masculine energy in the form of money and um, also healing their blocks and their masculine energy which is uh comes from and my belief is that it comes from strange relationships with their fathers when they were younger can actually inhibit people in how they earn money in adulthood. So that's what I focus on. Amazing, amazing. And so this is really cool because um, you know a lot of times, especially in uh, in the business world, and and even for our podcast, you know, we we typically will talk more strategic and tactical. Uh, we'll we'll go mindset though for sure. But I think you're you know. With your background and your insights today, I'm excited to add this in because this is brings a whole nother dimension to the relationship. And prior to us hopping on here, you know, we're talking about, you know, money, man and God and, and people's relationship and their their um, experiences growing up in childhood and, and all these things that, you know, I think we get so busy and wrapped up in the day to day and running our businesses and, you know, uh, goal oriented and all these things. But I think it's important to remember that a lot of people are operating through paradigms that were created from years and years ago in their past. And unless we address those or at least acknowledge them, um, it can skew our, our trajectory in business and in life naturally. So, um, yeah, just really, really interested to talk to you about it today. Um, I know with your background, your specialization, you mentioned, um, fear being a primary driver, um, especially in the areas of money and success. So let's talk about that a little bit. What, what do you find out there when you're talking to your clients? And I know you do a lot of speaking engagements and all kinds of stuff. Do you, are you seeing common threads or, or what are the, the macro, the big, you know, 
big issues that you're finding in people that regardless of where they're in the U S you know, uh, the UK, whatever, what are kind of those macro issues that, uh, you know, people and, and women in particular in business are facing today? So one of the things that I noticed, and we spoke about about this before, is um, there is definitely a, a common thread amongst, especially amongst the women that I've coached. And that, um, and I, I, first of all, I was coaching a lot of British women, and then I would I would see a thread in them, and then I started coaching American women, and I would see a very distinct difference between the two. And I began to correlate that one of the um, one of the distinctions that I could see the patterns in was first of all how um, solid, let's say, people's relationships were with their father, first of all, also seemed to have some sort of correlation with how solid their business foundations were. Um, and also, the other one is God. So I always talk about money, man, and God. My beliefs are that these are all symbols of masculine energy. So masculine energy is the, the law of gender states that everything on this planet is made up of either masculine energy or, or feminine energy, a, a mix of both, right? Everything from books to us to the whole planet itself is made up of both masculine and feminine energy. Masculine energy is structured, systemized, logical, providing and protecting. So they describe men, right? providing and protecting but also describes god protecting and providing and it also describes money protecting and providing so all these things are a symbol of the one energy that we have which is masculine when in childhood even you know generational trauma it could be back in our ancestry as well if we come from specifically i noticed this in myself if we come from a place where any of these were seen as as detrimental or you know negative in any way then we carry that through into adulthood for sure so i said to you before i come from a, a very deprived area in the west coast of scotland um so money wasn't a, a huge thing in, in our lives growing up in fact it had negative connotations because money was something that people over there had but we didn't and my um, ex-husband used to call this reverse snobbery where he would say you know people with with no money would actually think they were better than people that had money oh, because wow. mm -hmm. it was almost like you know we've got something that you don't um certainly where i'm from which by the way is a very lovely place as well but it just comes along with these problems and when i first years ago when i first went into therapy and i spoke to my therapist about it he made a really good point where he was like scotland's a very small country and it was being put upon by the big brother who is England. So it's always kind of had to, it's always been seen as the smaller one. And it's always kind of had to fight back. So there's like a poverty mindset just from the actual country. Whereas if you look at America, it's huge, right? And it's got the American dream. And, you know, there's there's a lot of affluence. And I, I know there's also not in other places. But, and like I said to you as well, there's God is is very rooted in American society, much more so than it is in British society. And so one of the one of the things that I first started doing with my clients is, and this is how I started to notice the patterns, I asked one of my clients to describe his father in five words. And he used words like absent, um, angry, untrustworthy, in, in, in all the words had negative connotations. And he wasn't doing very well in his business at the time. And I asked him to describe money like a, a couple of sessions later, mm -hmm. and he said, absent, here one day, gone the next, so untrustworthy. So all the ways that he described his father two weeks prior, 
he then described money two weeks later. Wow. Interesting. And the, the words were very similar. Mm. And then he was also brought up in, so he's Irish, he's brought up in a, a, a Catholic country. I asked him to describe God. And one of the things he said was, absent in my time of need. So when he divorced from his wife, which is, you know, a huge deal in a Catholic country, it, it, a lot of the community turned it they're back on him. So he described his father as absent. Money is not there in times of need and God not there in times of needs. So when I started to see these patterns and amongst the words that people would use, I was like, there, there seems to be a, a correlation between the three. And then I looked at my own life, my relationship with my father, my relationship with mother, my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I realized the impact that it had on how I viewed my business. My business was built on such a shaky foundation because the the root of my being was built in a shaky foundation. So I stripped my business back, gave away loads of my clients and rebuilt it from a more solid place. I used myself as my own guinea pig first of all. Right. Yeah. Well don't yeah, that that's uh I say don't we all, you know, it's it seems to be that um I had a mentor years and years ago, it always stuck with me, he said, you know, leader of one, leader of many. If you can't lead one, you can't lead any. And essentially meaning that, you know, if you can't lead yourself, you're definitely not leading anybody else. Right. And, and so especially, I mean, I would say almost, uh, that's even more strengthened in concept within the realm of consulting, like, you know, obviously most of our audiences, coaching, consulting, educating, et cetera, uh, speaking, writing, whatever it is, you know, getting your message out, it, it has to come from a place of strength, confidence. Um, and certainly the polar opposite of fear. You don't want to be operating in fear. So let's dive in on that. I feel like, um, you know, fear is something that we all have to deal with, regardless of our skills, our abilities, whatever level of, uh, you know, quote unquote success we uh, have arrived to at in the current moment. Fear is just a natural part of it. What, um, what do you do? How do you talk your clients through that emotion of fear, how to um, acknowledge it, but also work through it you know it's it's not a matter of well i'm not scared because that's at least in my opinion correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like we're there will always be fear it's just a matter of how you allow it to um impact your your actions beliefs and patterns and all those things but i would love to know your your opinion on on the emotion of fear and how how that translates into the business world yeah, I agree. I think fear is always there. It's always going to be there. There's no point in pretending that it's not. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to build anything on the foundations of fear. Like, nothing wants to be built on that. Because it's less fun. It's less enjoyable. So I um, I coached someone who said, you know, one of the things that I noticed as well is that people think that they'll get to a certain amount of money in the bank and that their lives will be complete. And it's like, right, I'll, I'll make this amount of money and then everything will be great. And it's always a stepping stone to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And and I always say that, so I first of all started out in weight loss coaching. And, um, and I would always say, you know, dumbbells or deadlifts and donuts are the same thing, right? Someone's, okay. numbing, someone's numbing their fear by lifting deadlifts and someone else is numbing their fear by eating donuts. So there's wow. the same thing. So the people who are in the gym five days a week are effectively doing the same thing as the people that are eating donuts five days a week. It's just more socially acceptable if you lift deadlifts and and it's better for your health than it is if you eat donuts. But what they're actually doing is, um, because someone I know who was a personal trainer, he said to me, you don't um, don't worry about your stresses at the the bottom of a deadlift. And And I said, yeah, but the overweight woman doesn't worry about her stresses when she's numbing her fears with a donut. It's the same thing. 
So donuts, deadlifts and dollars are all the same thing because people use dollars to numb their fear as well and they'll use it as a validation. Am I a good person if I've got this amount of money in the bank? And my theories on this is that we go up and down the spiral of life many times and we, um, and I think you'll agree with this because I see a lot of your posts on Facebook and I, I really love them and, and they totally are my way of thinking as well. And it's like they, we got them down the spiral to learn new lessons every single time we go and we learn new lessons about ourselves and we'll just keep getting thrown back down the spiral into different situations where we need to learn right this why is this thing happening in my life why is so um to give you a, a real life example seven years ago i gave birth to my youngest daughter she was born at 24 weeks so she was wow. 650 grams when she was born she was in intensive care in the nicu for four months and I was in a business partnership with uh, her dad, my, my ex-husband, and we basically, like, we couldn't work because we were in the neonatal unit every day, and, you know, and I was pumping milk, and my little girl was four days old. The birth was so super traumatic, and I literally had my laptop in, in the, the neonatal unit when she was four days old because we had no backup for anything. Like, we, we had a successful online business, but... I was like, if I'm not in this business, then the business is just going to crash. And I didn't learn the lesson from that, right? Mm -hmm. So seven years later, something else happened in my life, a huge traumatic experience happened in my life, where once again, I, did, I didn't have an ability to work, and I had no one round about me that could do the thing that I did. And I was like, right, I'd never learned my lesson the first time. I now need to create a business where I'm like, if, if something should happen, touch wood, if something should happen, then I've got a backup for, um, you know, I've got a system in place here that's going to back me up if, if my, my business, if I've got to take a step back. So I just kept getting thrown back down the spiral again until I learned the lessons that I had to learn. And my opinion on that is that I was still vibrating at a level of fear where, you know, money was still something that I was afraid of. I was still afraid of um the masculine i was afraid of men masculine security and in my times of absolute need which has happened you know a few times in my life the one thing that i had to just throw my hands up in there and go do you know what i'm going to have to let god take care of this and i had turned my back on religion because i had quite a you know it's quite a strict and um wrathful god that i was brought up with and i for years i was like i don't, I don't believe in anything and then when subsequently when things happened in my life a few years ago I was like there's got to be something guiding me here and I had like a huge um, spiritual experience when I first started meditating and, and I would have them very regularly and still have them now in the past six months and I was like right there's something there is something bigger than us it just wasn't the god that I was brought up that you know if you don't do right. this you're going to go to hell if you don't do that you're going to go to hell and I had to relearn from the foundations up and one of the, the things was it's like everything that everything that happens in life is happening in our favor in some way we just have to figure out what that is and we might not figure it out for a long time mm -hmm. so when my baby was born you know i always say this if someone had come up to me when francis was in intensive care and said oh one day this is going to make you really strong and you're going to look back on this and you're going to you know i'd have been like what are you talking about i was sitting yeah. at a incubator praying that my baby would stay alive you know I felt like God had left me like everything was just against me and 
someone said it to me. He said, one day you'll tell another mum this story of how your baby, you know, survived. And she was only like a few days old. And I remember looking at the guy and being like, yeah, I can't even imagine that. Like, I don't even want to think about that just now. Like, don't even speak to me. Like, I was just so angry. I was just like, no, don't even speak to I me. I don't want that lesson, right? <laughs> I'd rather just take a, a term baby out of the hospital. And then, but now, looking back, I'm like, yeah, it was, you know, four months of absolute hell, but it made me the person that's sitting here today. I had a very traumatic childhood. I was abused in childhood by my father. So he, that was the very root of, of my foundations where I was... I was sexually abused by my father, so it was it was completely my foundations were built on absolute the, the worst confusion and shakiness that could. And I had to go back and look at all of that, look at that pain, look at I did um therapy and breath work and meditation and I used loads of different modalities rather than just what I kept doing is I kept earning money and then losing it and then earning and I was in this wow. spiral time where I'd earn a lot of money and then something would come along slap me in the face and, and I'd lose all my money again and it was only when it happened the last time that I was like this is this has happened too many times now there's a pattern here what is it that I need to do to 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 f first of all figure out why the pattern's there work through the pattern and, and then let it go and I developed this process called least resistance which is what I use with my client now clients and it's uh, patterns pieces and purpose so patterns is recognizing the patterns that we had in childhood and how they affect us in everyday life now pieces is calling all the pieces of ourselves back together that we used to have before we broke off fragmented in childhood and then finding your true soul purpose which is going out and doing the things that you're supposed to do in the world especially as women because women carry the emotional load in the house as well as um everything else that, you know, women now work just as much as what men do. And so they carry a financial load and the emotional load. And I think for women, what happens is we very much start aligning more with the masculine where we become do, do, do. And we have to do this and, and we have to, you know, keep up with the men is, mm -hmm. is the way that I've seen it. And it's like, it's not keeping up with the men. It's actually just running your business from a feminine point of view rather than from the masculine. It's much easier to run it from the feminine. And the analogy I always give to my clients is masculine and feminine energy are poles apart. They're polar opposite. And so they're like magnets. So if you can run your business from your feminine energy, then the masculine in the form of money will be magnetized towards you like that. It'll be wow. quicker. Yeah. Right? Isn't that good? Yeah. Fantastic. So, so the masculine builds, builds. The masculine is, is a building thing. It's a building energy. It's logic and structure. Feminine is an attraction. It attracts like that. So if you think about feminine energy in the form of paintings, um, movies, books, right? It's creativity. Creativity is, is one of the most expensive things that we can buy. One of the things I say to my clients is look at like clients like Beyonce, right? She doesn't, she's not out do, doing, doing every day, working, working, working. She's spending most of her time resting and then using her feminine creativity to write songs and sing songs. And she's also like, you know, making a fair amount of money doing that. Because what happens is they, she, her feminine energy is attracting the masculine energy in the form of money. But what we're teaching women to do is we're trying to teach women to build businesses in the same way that men do. So it's like you have to do, do, do all the time, which is not the way women were designed to be. Women were actually more designed to be in alignment with their feminine energy. And mm -hmm. so one of the things that I get my clients to do, and because they're so 
ingrained in having, you know, having that mindset of I need to be doing this amount of work and that. And I'm like, no, we're actually going to take a huge step back and we're going to be doing dancing in your kitchen. Like I've got all these like things that people do and they're like, right, okay. And I'm like, just try it. You know, you're going to get up every morning, you're going to dance in your kitchen first thing in the morning breath work, meditation, um, doing things you enjoy, painting, drawing, writing. So I had one of my clients over from Canada spending the week in London, which is also why I can come and see you guys because she was there at the same time. And she said to me, "What's you know, what's, what are we going to be doing while I'm in London? And I was like, no itinerary, no structure, no nothing. You just turn up and we'll see where we go every day. So I hired an Airbnb. We went to Buckingham Palace. We did things like that. We did a lot of um, just relaxing just being with each other, just sitting in each other's company, just chatting. We did dancing in the kitchen together. She's an online coach. She was um, like building her business. She had eight sales calls booked in in four days in the space of time that she was just sitting doing her relaxation techniques. Mm. And she also, she's now, June's going to be our highest month so or highest earning month so far this year. That's super interesting. Yeah, I find that too. Um, over the years, if I look back, just even top of mind, you know, very quickly scanning through over the last, you know, couple of decades of being in businesses and whatnot and doing everything. Um, I can definitely s- identify periods of more of like a flow state we would associate to, I suppose, you know, and obviously probably more, certainly more operating the masculine energy, but there's still that flow state. And I think that's kind of what you're touching on too, right? Is letting the, the woman energy be in their flow state and, and how much more attractive that is to, um, to their objectives rather than trying to force it or, or to operate from a, a masculine side of things that just may not be, you know, uh, as genuine as, you know, them showing up in the marketplace. And it's not just, it's just simply not as uh, genuine or, or uh, attractive, like you're saying. I think feminine energy and, and obviously men have, have it in abundance as well. And some of the most creative people that we've ever had on the planet have been men creating from their feminine, um, I I write a lot on my Facebook book posts are very much in storytelling po- mode. I always say the Celts, the Celtic people are uh, storytellers. My mum's family were Irish, so you know my family are Celtic back as far as you can go. Um, people often say to me, "How do you how do you find the content? Like, how do you write the way that you do?" And I'm like, I spend a lot of time sitting under trees. And right. I literally like to go and sit under a tree, and then and then they, I think it's divine guidance, divine providence. Like the, the ideas will come to me, and I'll sit down, and, and I'll be in flow state, and I'll just write. Um, I wrote a book in three days um, in October last year, like about forty thousand words in three days. I sent it off to some publishers, and it got accepted. And I ended up, I decided not to publish it because when I went back and reread it in February about five months after I'd, I'd written it, I was like, I don't like the feeling of it. It's not, it's very much a, it's coming from very much a, still a fear-filled space where mm-hmm. it spoke a lot, I spoke a lot about my childhood, but I never spoke about it. I spoke about it still from a very dark place rather than finding the light at the end of the tunnel, which I think there is always light at the end of every tunnel. So I, I recently started rewriting it and um, I went to Barcelona at the weekend to give myself some some space, some energetic space. And on Saturday, I, I went to um, a city called Zaragoza, which is just about 90 minutes inland. And I sat in a basilica, I sat in a, a sacred site for most of the day. 
and then I got up on Sunday morning and wrote 15,000 words in the book because I gave myself so much space. I was just like, all right, okay, I've got all these ideas now. I think as well, you know, it was a sacred site. I think that the divine had a, a hand in what I was doing, but it was also just giving myself space and time rather than sitting down at my computer and be like, right, I need to write 5,000 words. I was just right. like, no, go and, go and sit down. And, and I, you know, I was just sitting there. I, was, I sat in this this temple for you know, hours and hours just taking in taking in the energy that was trying to bite me, walking around and looking at everything and, and then the next day I was able to, to write a lot. I yeah, we talk about that a lot here, um, especially with our modern day consultant clients, um, MDC we call it. it's kind of our our top tier uh, clientele and you know, about the need of creating buffers, uh, space in your calendar, thinking time, you know, I there's so much uh, dead air, dead time spent just scrolling and doing things that feel for whatever reason they feel uh, productive but they're not it's just activity it's not productivity and the the uh, act of just sitting still without any other out, outer stimulus you know no screens no no sound no music you know all these things it it's actually can be hard for your brain to to starve your brain of input long enough to pick up on like you said that frequency and tuning into you know, the, your, your true energy. I think it's, it's a skill set that has to be worked at because especially nowadays, I just don't think that we're, uh, it's, it's just not talked about a lot, you know, the need to actually just sit still and not do anything that, that for a lot of people is a pretty foreign experience. Um, as we wrap up here, let's, let's uh, kind of circle up. So we've talked about, you know, some pretty big topics here, man, money and God, you know, masculine energy, feminine energy, some big things. So, what um what are some maybe some takeaways that we could pass on to our audience here if they're dealing with fear if they feel like they're dealing in a, in a scarcity mindset um in a fearful mindset and that's starting to tr probably you know with today's talk they're probably becoming aware of like wow this this may actually be translated into my business certainly other areas of their life as well but what uh what suggestions what takeaways could we provide our listeners today that may help at least you know get get started and go in the right direction obviously we can't cover everything in, in only a short time, but what, what can we pass on that you think would, would help them as they, you know, move forward through these different emotions and realities that we're kind of uncovering today? I think the very most important one, and you said it, and then you touched on something else, maybe without even realizing as stillness is the f first and foremost, it's difficult for people to sit in silence because it's very naked. Mm -hmm. You start start remembering things that you don't want to remember. You start thinking about things that you actually don't want to think about. But that's the first step in removing the energetic blocks that you've that you've accumulated in childhood. So, um, stagnant emotions are held in our bodies throughout our childhood and into adulthood. We can release them through one of the, the main things that I teach is to release them through breath work. So it's something that only myself got in touch with in the past like year or so. Um, and more so in the past nine months. Breath, to me, whenever I've been afraid, I've held my breath, right? So it's so you're going to freeze mode. Breath is the, the vehicle in which we move energy around our body and emotions are energy in motion. So if we hold our breath, we're in effect holding the fear inside our body. So if any of my clients have got big decisions to make about money, if they've got big decisions to make about their business or their relationship, their kids, I say to them, go and, go and do a 15 minute breath work exercise. Um, become present with your body. So my female clients, I say, ask your womb. 
your womb's got all the knowledge. Your womb can create babies, so it can create the answer to your problems. So one of the, the things I get, and I get my male clients to do it as well, put both feet on the ground, put your hand on your body. If you're a woman, put it on your womb. If you're a man, put it on your heart. Just breathe into your body, come out your mind and into your body. And usually when I'm doing this on a live call with someone, what I've realised is my voice, I think, is in a way kind of like hypnotising people to come down out of their mind and back into their body because they're listening to the rhythm of my voice. And they just close their eyes and they come back into their body and they forget what's going on in their mind. And I'm like, ask yourself a simple question, a very, very simple question. Don't overcomplicate it. If you've got a business decision, just ask yourself something like, what's the solution? And a one sentence answer will come in to your body. But we need to be still and silent for that to happen. We don't go looking for the answers. You just actually still your body. And the other thing, because I think you said there um, something about holding your breath or taking a deep breath. And it's like, that's so important. Stillness and breath are the, the foundation of everything that we have. It's where we first created the fear in our bodies as well, by holding our breath when we were afraid. So th those two are the f their foundation of every single thing that we've got going on in this planet. Our energy is everything. Everything's based on our energy. Mm. It's based on the energy that we're giving out and based on the energy that's coming back to us. If you're in a situation, like I tell my clients, if you're in a situation where you're going on sales calls and the answer is no and then it's no again and then it's no again, that person sitting across from you is just a mirror. They're only a mirror that you're looking in. What is it that you're afraid of? Whoever sets the room, that's how I teach it. Whoever sets the room is the energy of the room. So if I, if I send someone a, a Zoom link, so you're the, you set this room, you sent me a link, and I come into your room. So basically what I've done today is I've come into your house. Right, we're doing it through cameras, but I'm in your house. You made me feel very comfortable when I come in, and you chatted to me, and your energy was awesome, and I felt safe, and I felt protected. So that enables me to just open my mouth and let everything flow out. So if you're on a sales call with someone, you have to make that person feel that way. They have to feel safe and protected and provided for in your house, regardless of if you're the woman or, or the man. You've got to take the masculine pole, and the masculine pole is, I'm going to make you feel safe, because energy matches energy every day of the week. Whoever's got the strongest energy, the other person's going to match it. Mm -hmm. So if you created the room, then you should have the strongest energy. If you're getting no's on sales calls, then you're afraid of something and you need to go and find out what it is because wow. your potential clients are actually matching your energy. They're just a mirror for you. So if, you're, if you keep getting no, 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 don't look at them. Go and sit with yourself and see what's going on. And one of the things that I've found is that, you know, I had a conversation with small business owners and their, their ladies, like a woman said to me on a call one day, I just need more leads. And I was like, I don't know what you mean by that. And I, I do, obviously, and I was, I was being facetious, but I was like, tell me what you mean by that. And she's like, I need more leads on my front end. I said, no, tell me what you mean by that. I need more people. And I was like, why do you need more people? Because I need more money. And it's like, right, that's not what we're here for. You're not here to sit across from someone because you need something from them. You're here to sit across from someone because you're giving something to them and they're going to give you money in return for it. If you right. go into that all from a place of lack, from a place of need, you're afraid and that person's going to say no. You need to go and figure out why you believe that you need money. Because if you need money, you're going in there like a beggar. That's right. And yeah. they will match your energy. And they'll be like, I don't feel safe here. I don't, I'm, I don't want to buy your product. I don't feel safe. So you have to be taking the masculine pole, which is why it all comes down to energy. You need to make your, your potential client feel safe. 
protected and provided for with your programme at the end of it, then they'll say yes. But you're the predominant energy in the room. Fantastic. That was beautiful. Love it. Yeah, it, it really is cool. You know, um, like I said, I, I will admit, I'll be the first to admit that I spend a lot of time in the more, you know, right brain, tactical, strategic side of business, very analytical structure, you know, systems, tools, automations, right? But it's just so refreshing to dive into this side of things because I, I'm also very, um, well, I'm fascinated for one, but a very, very much of a believer in, and um, recognize the the true impact and actually the the ultimate um you know uh importance of understanding our energy where we're coming from the reasons behind um our thinking and and how we're operating the paradigm we're operating through the, the frequency we're operating on and how that impacts everybody around us and like you said the mirror i thought was just a fantastic analogy so um as we go i mean we could go on and on honestly like i could talk i could talk with you for like hours for sure. I can already tell we're going to talk more for sure, but we can't today. We're, we're starting to hit our, our threshold here. So um, how can people learn more about you? Let's go there because I want to make sure that people can connect into your world, learn more about you, learn more about how you, you know, where you're teaching, what you're teaching, all those things. Um, what's the best way for people to know more about Ali Larkin? So they can go to um, just in the process of building a website out, which is going to be based on the concept of least resistance. The book will be out in, in August. The website is www.leashedresistance.life and then it's forward slash pre-order. So you can pre-order the book there and then you'll sign up to my mailing list and you'll get some more information about what I'm going to be doing next. But the book's going to be the next thing because I want to get the concept of leashed resistance out to the masses first. Love it. Um, so go there and put your details in, then you, you'll hear from me via email. Okay. No, that's fantastic. I'll be, um, I'll be sure to get that link out with, um, with the information here too, like below the videos and wherever we post this information beyond just the po uh, podcast. So thank you so much for spending time with me today. It was fascinating. And like I said, we'll definitely be talking more. I want to get you, um, tuned into our clients over there at, uh, NBC and, and all the things that we're doing over at the wealthy consultant. I think your perspective and insights around, energy at large, I think are just uh, f fantastic. Regardless of man or woman, they can benefit from, from what you teach. So thank you for, um, you know, investing the time into our audience today. And, um, I certainly appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. It's been so much good fun. Awesome, I'm looking forward awesome. to talking to you again. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, that's it. We're wrapping up another episode of TWC talks. Thank you for spending time with us today. I hope that this found you, uh, well, healthy, blessed and successful. And I know that uh, today's talk will certainly um, only add to that, uh, to your trajectory as a business owner, as a, as a consultant, coach, educator, whatever you may be. Um, I know that we got some strong takeaways today. So uh, tune in next time. We have another great episode coming up and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm.